Hey guys, so um, I had the chance to sit down with Maddie and uh, talk with her on Monday on her show, Canoodling. Um, please enjoy this extra bonus episode of Crushing. This is episode six. Um, here it goes. Okay, hi everybody. Sorry for the little delay. Um, this is DJ Mojo Jojo and welcome to episode five, nope, episode four of canoodling um tonight's episode is super awesome because i'm joined with another dj um i'm here with dj ditch bitch yeah um who has a show crushing what night uh thursdays at 7 p.m yeah thursdays at 7 and um we've been meaning to do a show together because our shows kind of have similar vibes and we thought we could do a little fun episode on gender and dating and attraction and different stereotypes and dating apps and a whole bunch of shit we're going to talk about today um but i'll let you introduce yourself first and talk about your show just kind of tell yeah sure so this is dj ditch bitch um my show crushing just focuses on crushes as a lens for self-discovery, but we I also like discuss uh, dating pretty extensively and the psychology of crushes, how crushes are gendered, um, things like attachment styles, and just like um, self-awareness in general. So that's, that's my show pretty much. We have some cool guests coming up, so I'm pretty stoked on it. Yeah, so go check that out. Go listen. Um, but yeah, tonight we're going to really focus on um, a lot of crushing aspects a little different from what we usually talk about I feel like um so yeah this mashup's gonna be fun we'll just jump right in um I want to start with just like the basics of crushing and the stereotypes and I don't know I want you to tell me about like crushing from a young age and what it looks like from different genders and your knowledge on that right so I guess like my understanding of like crushes since I was a kid is like okay well I'm a girl so I'm supposed to have crushes on boys Um, and I'm also supposed to be passive, right? So, like, even though I have a crush on a boy, this is something that's supposed to be a secret. It's something that I'm only allowed to talk about with my other friends who are girls. Um, and it's something that I might be, like, embarrassed about, and I feel like society kind of, like, views as silly. Um, so I feel like there's this expectation with a crush, too, that, like, you know, as a woman, like, I'm not supposed to be the one to act on it. So, like, in elementary school, it's kind of, like, how does that play out? It's, like, well, I'm, like, lingering in, like, the schoolyard or, like, during, like, uh, I don't know, like, free time, like, I'm drawing and I'm, like, waiting for X person who I like to approach me. Uh, So I feel like that's kind of, like, that was my experience of what a crush should be as a kid. I was trying to do research for the show this week and look at different I don't know, studies and, like, pieces on crushes, and they were all, like, framed for children or, like, preteens. Like, the crush, the term crush is strictly a, like, adolescent aspect. Mm-hmm. Um, why is that? Because I feel like my friends and I will still use the term crush, but when you hear it, it sounds very, like, elementary. Yeah, and I, I and, like, honestly, covert. I think that has to do with the fact that people, like, assume that crushes are unrequited, and so there's this idea that when you're young, you know, you're not really taking the crush past the level of a crush. Like, it doesn't necessarily, like, get to a even a kiss or, like, a relationship until you're slightly older. So I feel like that probably has something to do with it. But, I mean, I, yeah, like, I agree. Like, I still have crushes now. And, like, I like to think about um, my relationships as crushes, too. Um, what was I going to say? Oh, okay. 
you were saying that it like, seems inherently stupid for girls to have right. crushes as a kid. Right. Explain what you meant by that, because I was really curious. Yeah, like, I feel like it's this idea that a crush is silly. Like, it's like, yeah. liking someone is dumb. Like, why do you, like, why do you have feelings for someone? Like, that's dumb. Like, I, I feel like it's also kind of, like, a cultural thing. Like, it's very cool to, like, hook up with people and not have feelings for them. But, like, what, like, liking someone is just, I don't know. Like, I've always felt, like, kind of embarrassed about that. I don't know if that's a me thing or if that's, like, a society thing, but... And do you think that differs by gender? Like, have you noticed with your friends? Yeah. I mean, I think... Well, you know what? I would say that, like, I feel like for men, like, straight men that I know, I feel like they almost are, like, more obligated to, like, abide by the rules of hookup culture in that sense, and it's, like, they yeah. need to be the one to, like, don't have feelings for girls. But I also do think that it's, like, I I kind of feel, like, in my personal experience, like, I'm almost, like, demonized for, like, having, like, lots of casual relationships as opposed to, like, having a singular relationship where it's, like, I have feelings. So I feel like it's kind of a double-edged sword. Like, it's, sure. like, on one end, like, I feel, like, okay, like, like, it's kind of, like, dumb to, like, have a crush and, like, not have feelings for someone and that, like, I shouldn't be, like, having these casual relationships and, like, I should just be, like, committing to something, right? Like, and then, on the other hand, it's kind of, like, well, like, uh, I don't know, like, wait, fuck, I forgot what I was saying, but I feel like it's a double-edged sword, you know? Like, (laughs) yeah, that's fair. There's, like, a lot of double standards. When I was looking at stuff, I was trying to find, like, different stereotypes and different Um, standards we hold to people with dating and attraction. Um, And I found an interesting quote that says, "Um, movies and pop culture might have you thinking women are the ones to develop feelings and fall in love first, but the opposite may actually be true. Um, These two dating experts and founders of this double trust dating concept, I don't know what that is, um, say that men tend to fall in love and express feelings of love more quickly than do women, despite believing that women fall more quickly. And I feel like that's like really interesting because... Mm -hmm. I've always noticed, too, and I'm really interested to hear your take on this, like, when you say, like, crushes are silly and catching feelings are, like, scary and it's, like, something you should kind of put off, I felt like a lot of that was, like, due to a stereotype and a stigma of, like, a clingy girlfriend, and I still feel like that kind of, like, perpetuates my brain now, is, like, mm. the constant understanding of, like, the, the female in a heterosexual relationship being, like, overtly clingy and attached and dramatic and crying and needing their boyfriend, blah, blah, blah. Um, and always being the one who's, like, crazier about the guy. Right. But when I've come to UCLA, I've noticed a lot of relationships are the opposite. And maybe that's just because hmm. the majority of my friends are female. Mm-hmm. Like, my tight friends mm-hmm. who are talking to me about their relationships. I hear that there are a lot of, like, clingy, crazy boyfriends who yeah. actually seem to be way crazier yeah. about the girl. And I don't know. I don't know if it's a maturity I thing I mean, or if it's just subjective yeah. to the relationship. I've, I would say, like, it's pretty – I mean, my argument – I guess the argument of my show is that it's, like, pretty objective to the relationship. Like, I think that the way that people behave in relationships, like, whether or not they're clingy is really dependent on their attachment style. Like, are you a securely attached person? Like, do you need a lot of confirmation or do you not? Like, do you run away in relationships or do you, like – want attention and validation like for me like I know that I'm somebody who needs a lot of attention and validation and I think like the struggle that I have is like okay well like there's this expectation that like women are clingy in relationships right but I know myself and I know that I am also clingy in relationships and that I play into that stereotype so for me I always get frustrated that I'm like falling into that category because like I like to think of myself as somebody that's independent and like in an ideal world, like, I'd be able to have a lot of casual relationships with, like, outrunning that issue, but the reality for me is, like, I can't really have that. So, I think it's just, like, a person thing, but unfortunately, like, because, like, women women are 
like kind of pegged into that stereotype of being clingy. I feel like men in general just like have that expectation of of women. And as soon as they like show a sign of being clingy, then it's like, oh, they're clingy, like I'm out. I think also though, I will say like, I don't want to hold a crazy double standard to this because I will say like the simp aspect now is I think like really perpetuating mm -hmm. our culture. And I think there's also that, and like I said, this might also be because most of my close friends are females, but you hear a lot of, like, a guy does a nice thing and he's a simp. And I also feel like there's a fear mm -hmm. of that now on the other side, similar to, like, the female fear yeah, of absolutely. being clingy and dramatic. Yeah, absolutely. I feel like it's interesting because I guess, like, in my dating experience, I, like, tend to, like, attract people who are, like, really aloof and, like, aren't clingy at all. So mm -hmm. it's, like, because I'm, because I'm so clingy, I feel like oftentimes, like, I get... I, I, like, have an attachment to people who aren't clingy because they're kind of, like, mirroring the opposite thing and we're, like, looking for the opposite things in each other. Like, that oftentimes happens in dating where you have, like, an, an anxiously attached person who, like, needs a lot of affirmation from their partner paired off with somebody who's avoided because what they're doing is, in, like, basically, like, perpetuating each other's biases about each other and so then they're, like, inherently attracted to each other. So it's, like, for me, if I'm, like, an anxious dater, I'm gonna, like, inherently, um, end up with, like, people who are avoided if I'm not self-aware about it because, um, the, like, the back and forth is kind of, like, playing out in my head as, like, this, like, passionate love when really it's, like, I'm not getting that validation that I need. So I think it's just, like, probably pretty personal to me, actually, or, yeah. like, other people who are, like, anxious lover, anxious lovers, um, but, yeah, I think, like, I think, like, in general, in the dating culture in general, for everybody, the idea of a simp is just, like, harmful in general. Yeah. Um, Absolutely. Yeah. Wait, can you, you talk, you said attachment styles a couple times, mm -hmm. and I was wondering if you could define that sure, for the so, viewers, because if anyone went to the radio show, the Valentine's radio show two weekends ago, um, DJ Bitch, nope, Ditch Bitch, <laughs> DJ Bitch Bitch, um, had little tests where you could find out your attachment style, and I didn't know that was a thing. I know, like, erotic blueprint and um, love language, mm -hmm. but I'd never known this thing. Yeah, so attachment styles are just basically, like, how you behave um, in a relationship, so, like, the way that you, like, love, um, essentially, and, like, what your needs are, so there are three different well, three or four different types, depending on how you think about it. But there's anxious, which, mean, which means you need a lot of validation. There's avoidant, which means that when you feel close to somebody, your natural instinct is to run, run away and, like, crave independence because you feel like they're kind of, like, clamping onto you. And then secure is, like, you know, you don't need validation from other people, but as, if you get to know somebody slowly, like, you're very comfortable with that idea of being with them. Um, and then, like, there's kind of, like, an anxious avoidant, like, combo type, too, which is, like, you are anxious, but in order to, like, kind of, like, put up a front, you then, like, avoid, and then there's, like, the opposite of that, too. Hmm. So that's kind of attachment styles in a nutshell. Have you noticed, like, a trend um, between genders at all? Because that's something I think that would be interesting. I honestly don't, so <laughs> I don't, I don't think that it, 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 like, runs along a gender binary, yeah. like, the way that attachment styles work, and that's actually why I really like them as a concept, yeah, is because they push back against, like, the way that we like to conceptualize women in relationships, or men in relationships. Yeah. Like, men can be simps, women can be simps, um, it's kind of both. It's both, right? Yeah, no, that's nice because that kind of, like, ties back, we were saying, like, with the anxious, clingy stereotype. It's mm -hmm. like, if you see that other people are having different relationships and different ways of how they're dating and attracted to others, it's right. kind of refreshing. Right. Interesting stuff. Let's see what else I got. Okay, you have an aspect, something that you call, what is it? There's a trope you talked about with dating that I thought was super interesting. Mm-hmm. 
something Madonna trope that I didn't. Oh I've never yeah, heard about so I guess like there's two. Well, I mean, I like have like my Cinderella story trope, but I guess like the other thing is like the Madonna horror complex, right? So it's this idea that like if you're a woman and you're dating, I feel like in my personal experience, and I feel like you know just like anecdotal experience from friends, like you're you're in one of two categories. You're either a whore who is like having sex with casual sex with lots of men, and you're like not wifey material. But then if you're like a Madonna, you're like the beautiful like princess who is like untouched like virgin chaste um wifey material hmm. and i think you know this this is going to tie into that whole idea of dating apps but it's like i feel like women who use dating ha- apps are probably inherently put into the category of whore as opposed to like madonna because they're on the dating app platform itself right like by nature of being on a dating app you have a lot of options yeah so i think that like comes off that you're probably looking for something more casual um oh, okay this is interesting Okay, I want to talk about dating apps. I have, like, a bajillion things to say and questions for you. So I'm going to use this as a transition for a song so that I will keep everyone engaged. Um, Don't forget about the Madonna horror. And when we get back, we're going to talk about how that ties into dating apps. Um, Specifically, Tinder versus Bumble. There's a lot of really interesting stuff. Who knew that those two had totally different platforms? I didn't. I don't know. Um, But they're created differently, which is super interesting. Um, okay, but in the meantime, I'm going to play you guys a little song. Um, since we're talking about crushes, I'm going to play my favorite song that has the title Crush in it, Crazy, and it's Instant Crush uh, by Daft Punk and Julian Casablancas. Um, please enjoy, and again, you are listening to Canoodling with DJ Mojo Jojo. I will see you guys soon.
All right, everybody, welcome back to Canoodling. I'm DJ Mojo Jojo, and you just heard Instant Crush by Julian Casablancas and Daft Punk. Um, best song ever, super fun. Hope you guys enjoyed. Okay, so if you just hopped on or you forgot what we were talking about, we're about to jump into dating app culture. Um, we kind of blazed through what we were saying earlier, but DJ Ditch Bitch, that's so hard for me, alliteration-wise. Yeah, so Ditch Bitch is, like, for the record, the, it's Ditch is, like, the name of the surfing beach that I grew up on. Oh, that's cute. Yeah, so oh. that's, my little, that's my little thing. <laughs> okay, anyways, DJ Ditch Bitch was talking about a trope that we see that can be analogous with dating app culture where women are either, like, hypersexualized and seen as, like, whores for putting themselves out, selves out there or the inverse where they're super hot and they're, like, the untouchable, um, which, like, creates this really awkward stereotype and whatever yeah <laughs> culture for girls sure. that is not the same for guys because i feel like when we see like a hot guy it's not like he's untouchable per right se. exactly i feel and like he has a ton of yeah. power and i think so i think like being being on a dating app as a as a man like to me is a privilege like at this point in my life i genuinely feel like if i was a man on a dating app like i would have like 10 times more success in dating and like here's why like i go on a dating app right and like um like say like me and this person like have sex early immediately I feel like I'm categorized as somebody who just like wants to pursue a casual relationship because I've been on a dating app we had casual sex like that's just like implied to the guy however like me going into the situation and I know like from like lots of other like straight women's experience on these apps right like they're not necessarily assuming based on how early they have sex with this person that like they're going to, like, then want something casual. Like, they don't, like, want to put any kind of label on it. Like, mm. maybe, yes, it will be something casual if they don't end up liking the person. But that they're not, like, initially writing some someone off. Interesting. But I kind of feel like I'm initially being written off, like, no matter what I do. Like, okay, like, it doesn't, like, it doesn't really matter. Like, it's just kind of, like, I'm on this app, and because of that, like, people are making assumptions about me. But you don't think that's the same for everyone? You think it's just specific to girls, specific to you? Like, what... I, I think it's specific to women. Like, I, I do think that if you are a woman on a dating app and you're dating men on dating apps, uh, straight women maybe, like, the men assume that you want something casual, mm -hmm. that you probably want something casual. And I think that's why you hear of, like, lots of people who are having casual things on dating apps and then a few one-offs where people are like, oh my god, I met my boyfriend on Hinge. Oh my god, I met my boyfriend on Tinder. But it's like, how likely is that? Like, not very likely? Like, I don't know. Maybe this is just, like, hookup culture in general. But I think, like, that those are, like, assumptions that people make about, like, the use of dating apps in general. Okay, well, that's interesting. What you're saying now, when I was doing my deep dive into dating app culture, mm -hmm. um, it's, like, there's, like, a greater idea that men are on it for um, just casual hookups and women are looking for sometimes more, which is also just, like, a stereotype in general. It's obviously not consistent throughout the app, like, within the binary mm -hmm. by any means. Um, but do you know anything about, like, how Bumble works in regards to, like, the female, it right. being a female platform? Because sure. I had no fucking sure. clue. So, basically, like, the way that Bumble works is, like, well, two things about Bumble, to me, like, signal that it's, like, a little bit more, like, female-centered. The first thing is that, like, women are the ones who reach out first, right? So, like, normally yeah. on, like, Hinge, on well, Hinge is, like, kind of different, maybe, because you're, like, liking each other's posts, but on Tinder the culture, the, like, understanding is that the guy reaches out first on Tinder, and, like, I've been the woman who reaches out first on Tinder, like, I've done it before, but the culture of Tinder is just that guys reach out first and that women uh -huh. respond, so, again, like, that, like, receiving thing goes back to what we talked about 
earlier with the crush and like the passive object situation. Yes. So Bumble is supposed to turn that on its head and have women reach out first. But um, so like, and honestly, like my hot take on Bumble because of that is that like Bumble doesn't work. Like, yeah. So because men don't like to be reached out to first. Well, I have like hell opinions on this. So first, Bumble claims in quote that it shifts old fashioned power dynamics, encouraging equality from the start. And I think like there's a really awkward line for anything um like gen z-ish for them to push like fake empowerment things that people are always going to reject mm-hmm. like do you know what I mean? them being like oh it's for it's for females to reach out first like we got you it's like putting them like kind of like giving them a little push where i think a lot of people would be like fuck you i don't need to be told to reach out first like i don't want an app that does this and if it was the inverse if there was an app where guys could where guys were the only ones allowed to reach out first you would hear a fucking uproar from women being like yep. why is there a platform where it's you know instilling gender norms where the guy has to be so bumble i think i mean i was reading that people think that it's like lifting up women when they don't ask for it um it's kind of like a hard thing because it's like Mm -hmm. the intentions are there but i was reading like a ton of backlash about it um and it kind of like reinforces the notions of traditional gender Mm -hmm. roles that they are looking for relationships rather than casual sex and then like giving them kind of a push to be like oh you can do it on this space where some of them are like i just want to like have a quick yeah and you know so i said like a second thing about bumble like signals that to me and that's that bumble's the only only dating app where you can put in your bio what you're looking for so you can Mm -hmm. put something casual you can put relationship and you can put i don't know and no other dating app does that and i think you know the reason why they're giving that relationship option is to be like well, you know, like, we want to, like, help women who are, like, looking for relationships. And, yeah. like, you know what I mean? But it's, like, that that should just be, like, I mean, like, that's probably a, pre- a pretty positive tool just in general because, like, communicating what you want in any kind of sexual relationship yes, is, like, I generally agree. a good thing. But I feel like, yes, because it's on Bumble and because it's coupled with the fact that they're having women reach out first, I think it definitely does come off as that. Um, yeah. Like you said. No, I, I have also that in a study, people described female Bumble, Bumble users as more conservative, not in the conservative political way, but in the conservative way that they're not seeking out casual sex. Yeah. That, like, to be on this app where it's kind of allowing females to take the initiative um, is already creating some sort of narrative. Like, this isn't consistent for everyone. Like, some people might be, I don't, act, I've never been on, I've used Tinder and Hinge, like, for fun. Mm-hmm. I've never used, I don't know anything about Bumble. Yeah. And I don't know anyone that uses Bumble, yeah. quite honestly. Um, so I really don't know. If anyone who's listening has, like, hot takes on this, let me know, or, like, has used it. Um, yeah. But, yeah, it's, like, the idea that she's conservative, popular feminist, which is, like, mm-hmm. so fucking tacky. And not as interested in hookups, which is interesting, because it still is, like, a it's dating still, platform yeah, right. where like, people it's are still, using it in that mm-hmm, sense. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I think, like, you know what? Each dating platform has its own, like, like asso- the, their own associations that go with it, right? Like, I think, I mean, I've never, so I'm, like, okay, I do, like, a lot of dating on dating apps. A lot of it's, like, for research and just, like, curiosity because of my show. But I think, like, with Bumble, I've been on one Bumble date, and it w- it was, like, the most formal date that I've ever been on from a dating app. Like, we got sushi. It was with a guy who was, like, five years older than me. It felt very traditional. And I think that, like, ultimately, that's kind of, like, why I, like, rejected the guy and I rejected the situation. Like, it felt, like, uncomfortable. And, like, I don't know if that mm-hmm. necessarily had anything to do with Bumble, but it was, like, almost like there was so much pressure on this date. And, like, we both had relationship in our bios, you know? And then it was, like, okay, we're going. And I feel like he had, like, certain expectations about me. And I had certain expectations about him because he was a Bumble guy and not a Hinge guy or a Tinder guy. So, yeah, I think, like, that the platform itself is definitely going to, like, impact 
how the relationship goes and like how the dating goes for sure yeah i like had no idea about so is there like a stereotype of bumble guys are bumble guys then like pegged to be a little bit cooler than not cooler but um i, I would guess say the more conservative like yeah. you you said the word conservative i would agree with that i would say that mm-hmm. yes uh, uh my impression of bumble guys is that they are more conservative um just like more traditional when it comes to um dating um which is interesting because yeah. bumble's supposed to be like this empowerment for women but i feel like it ultimately just ends up being like a more traditional dating scenario like if you're like forcing the action on like putting a label on like what the thing is going to be before you meet up and like the woman's putting in the effort in the first place anyway mm-hmm. so i mean it, it must attract nicer guys like that because i also <laughs> read another thing that um in a study on dating apps guys didn't like it when females used the first uh, made the first move on Tinder yeah. when they had the option to mm-hmm. um there was like a greater turnoff because it was um i mean if these guys are pretty hetero pretty like straight masculine dudes mm-hmm. There is like a um, a little bit of a what am I trying to say, um, like jab to their masculinity, I guess in yeah. a sense is what the study was right. essentially implying. Right. When someone reaches out first, and you kind of wouldn't think anything of that, mm-hmm. but like I guess deep down, like if there's like a pattern of like no, I'm right. the one to make the initiative, and that's kind of how your brain is right. wired, then you're just instantly going to reject that. So I had like I didn't know there was a differentiation between the two apps that made mm-hmm. that division. Yeah, Tinder is. Um, I mean, like so I think the understanding on Tinder is that like Tinder is for sex, Tinder is for hookups. Yeah, Mumble, I guess, like could be more relationship oriented to me. Like, I see that, I mean, I like, I like Hinge the best. Like, I think Hinge is the best Hinge is cool. Yeah, and I think, like, but I, I will say about Hinge is I think that it attracts a lot of people who want flings. Like, they mm. are, like, the cool ethereal people who, like, want flings. They want to see a lot of people. Like, they don't want to make commitments. Yeah. Like, that's just, like, I don't know, like... I, like, maybe that's, like, a trope about people who, like, look sort of indie and, like, are, like, attracted to Hinge as a platform in the first place. Um, but, yeah, I think it's, like, that kind of crowd. Interesting. It's so interesting. I keep saying that because I, like, genuinely didn't know there was a difference. Maybe it's also just, like, a little – I mean, not – I know you use dating apps, but, like, at least within my, like, inner friend group, if we've ever used dating apps, we've kind of used it as more of, like, a fun thing. Mm-hmm. And I don't know that many people who have gone on dates on dating apps. And I think it's really fascinating to, like, hear how it goes because I think it's, like, something that is pretty yeah. integral to our generation now. Yeah, no, for sure. And I think there was a big pushback. Like, there's, like – I feel like maybe if you heard it in, like, 2010, like, he met his wife online, people would be like, ew. Mm-hmm. They met on a dating app, but right. it's like, I don't know. It's yeah, I mean, like, now. tons of people meet on dating apps now. I feel like it'll be, like, probably, like, like towards, like, 50% of people, like, by the time that we're, like, of, like, quote-unquote marriage age, like, right, like, when <laughs> our friends start getting married, like, it's gonna be, like, that much. It is that much. Like, I mean, I've, like, just, like, have, I, like, chat with people in my classes about this, because I, like, bring on my radio show, and they'll be, like, oh, I met my boyfriend on Hinge, I met my yeah. boyfriend on this app, and I'm, like, yeah, like, this is real, like, people meet on dating apps, like, it's for realsies, and, like, I don't know, I mean, I kind of appreciate them as a tool in general, just because, like, I mean, I'm a person who, okay, like, I'm attracted to men, like, I want to have sex with men, I want to have, like, relationships with men, but I don't have a lot of guy friends, and um, I'm also just, like, pretty independent, and I, like, am not the like I socialize but I'm not the most social person and I feel like uh and I really like one-on-one interactions and I like meeting new people and I like doing things and so I feel like they're pretty suited to my personality um so I like them as a tool I don't I wouldn't say that I've had success on them I've had a lot of fun on them like I think like you know I've met some very very cool people on hinge like music producers like 
cool guys like that like i'm like glad to have met but like i've never had like anything serious happen with these people besides like i don't know like a month's worth of like fun and then it just like doesn't work out do you think that's because do you think like people hold up a certain front about dating apps and not wanting to like let that go forward because it's so like ingrained that it's kind of a people kind of treat it as a joke yeah or do you think that's just like subjective on the first no i think so and i think like that goes back to what i was saying initially is like I think that there's an assumption about women. I mean, I think it's a gender thing. I think that like there's an assumption about women on dating apps that on, or maybe it's Hinge and not Bumble, I don't know, or like women on Tinder, right? Like they're looking for a casual fling max, but there's kind of this understanding that it's like, oh, I use dating apps to meet friends. I don't use dating apps to meet like my wife, like my girlfriend. Yeah, 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 totally. Crazy. Yeah. Okay, I'm gonna play another song because we've been talking and we only have 15 minutes left. I do not know where the time went. Um, I'm going to play, I'm going to play a song called Cloud Nine by Beach Bunny. Um, I played Beach Bunny on the show before, um, last season, the episode on, it was episode two, sexuality. It was really fun. Anyways, um, Beach Bunny's cool and this song's like a little like romantic and like cute poppy and I just thought it seemed like to fit the dating vibe. Um, so we'll see you guys soon. Enjoy Cloud Nine by Beach Bunny and you are listening to Canoodling on UCLA Radio. See you soon.
All right, everybody, we're back. That was a quick little song. Again, that was Beach Bunny, Cloud Nine. Really cute. I like them a lot. Um, we're back. We were just kind of wrapping up, roasting Bumble, talking a little bit about Tinder. Um, I wanted to move in and talk a little bit about just, like, different expectations now um, within the binary and, like, the ex yeah, the, like, tacky expectations we have with dating apps and how it kind of, like, translates from real world onto a screen um, which sounded like the tackiest thing I've ever just said. Um, <laughs> um, but, like, I, so DJ Ditch Bitch has, an, like, her own experience. Yeah. And so, she's going to tell us. Right. So, like, I mean, like, Maddie and I have kind of touched on this, but we were just, like, talking about how, you know, like, dating apps, like, objectify. There's objectification going on, right, on both ends, obviously, because you're in lo you're looking at images of people and you're not like you don't know them you don't know what their personalities are so yes you are seeing them as objects right and that's just like an observation that i've made about dating apps in general it's pretty like an easy observation to come to uh given the context um but like you know based on my experience i'm kind of like just sick of being seen as a body like when it actually like when the relationship actually plays out and i've been like hooking up with this person for like x amount of times and so i've kind of realized that like in order to avoid like subjecting myself to that situation and like being seen as like casual sex princess like i need to actually curate my image on the dating app to be different than like what i would prefer to put out because i do not want to be categorized in a certain way so it's like okay like i'm somebody who like would like loves to post bikini pics on instagram and like i don't like i'm like a very like sex positive sex forward person i would say and i think that i read as that on dating apps but i'm trying to now like be very diligent and careful about how I am read on the app so people don't make up perceptions about me in their head mm. about what I what they think I am or who they think I am or what I want. Um, so yeah, that's just like something that I have like had to do and I'm like changing my approach to dating in general. Interesting. I will say, do you think it's easier to be like a sex positive woman than you think? It, I mean, you're not a man, so I can't really, mm -hmm. you can't really speak on mm -hmm. behalf of this completely than being a sex positive man on an app like this. Like, do you think when guys post a, well, I mean, I guess it is like a double standard. If a guy posts like a shirtless pic, would you get, would you be like tool? Like, mm, it depends. Versus like, like you in a bikini. Like, um, well, I don't, I, I don't, don't know. think so. Okay. So I wouldn't be like tool like if it was a shirtless pic but there's like a certain kind of shirtless pic that definitely comes off as tool like it was like a gym mirror selfie and it's like of course washboard abs like yes it's like yes tool but like if it's like a like friendly photo of somebody who's like doing something outside and they don't have a shirt on and like they look good like mm -hmm. maybe that's like a different thing like i i personally like don't think one thing or another of, of somebody who like puts their body forward because i know myself and like i put my body forward but like that doesn't like like I don't think that I'm like a bad like deviant person because of that but I do think that like people perceive me as like wanting lots of casual sex if I do that and so then I'm like okay well I need to like make myself look like a girlfriend and not like somebody who wants casual sex and like what does a girlfriend look like well yeah. not like how I prefer to like portray myself to the world but if that's what I want well don't I have to like settle and like change the image that I'm putting out like because we live in a, uh, yeah. right, it's like, it's it really always, hard. I feel like it definitely is, like, objectively more challenging for a woman right. to kind of curate an image right. of what she wants to look like to be dateable versus fuckable. Right. And, yeah. Right, and it's, like, always, like, it always goes back to the idea of, like, we live in a society, right? It's, like, in an ideal world, like, we would just, like, take down, like, all these societal expectations and, like, be free to be you and me and just, like, do whatever the fuck we want to do and, like, not live within those confines. But the reality is, is, like, we do live in a patriarchy and we do live in a society that has expectations about men and women and people in general and so you have to work within those confines to an extent to get what you want yeah 
It fucking sucks. It is. It really does suck. Like, I just, like, don't see another way through it. Like, it's unfortunate. Yeah. It's also hard because, like, I have certain friends who are, like, super sex positive and, like, can go up to a guy at a party and, like, or, like, at a bar or whatever. At a party, that makes me sound like I'm in high school. I mean, we, I know we still go to parties, but it just sounds <laughs> like, um, At a party? <laughs> at a party. Um, and have the confidence. I mean, I guess it just, I guess it is along all gender lines. Like, it's hard for anyone to have that sort of confidence. But I will say, like, when you do see a woman go up and be forward about, like, or, like, if a girl initiated a date just, like, on, like, or a hookup mm-hmm, like that. Mm-hmm. Oh, it's crazy to me. It's, like, I don't even, I think that's, like, so far back in my brain of initiating like that that I can't even do it, which sounds, like, really awful to admit to, but right. without yeah. being, like, too pushy. I don't know how to explain. Yeah. I mean, I guess that I wasn't super broad. Mean. Like, I, so, okay, so, like, I, I'm friends, like, my closest friend, right? Like, she, so, we're very different in relationships. Like, I, I'm an initiator. I like to chase. I have a very, quote, unquote, masculine relationship energy. Okay. That's kind of, like, how, how I am, who I am, right? But she, like, if, when we're at a bar, we behave differently. Like, I want to be the person who goes up to people. Like, I'm that person. I just, like, that's what I want to do. But she's like, how could you ever do that? And I'm like, well, I don't know. It just, like, feels comfortable to me. And she's like, no, no, no. And I'm like, come on, like, go up to this person. Like, you can do it. She's like, absolutely not. Like, I will not be going up to them. They can come up to me. And where are we in this world, right? Like, she's had, like, she's had four boyfriends. She is now, like, approaching, like, probably being in a relationship with somebody that she's been seeing for a while. And then there's me. Like, I've never had a boyfriend. I've never been in a serious relationship. Like, I, you know, I do have lots of casual relationships. And I am the person who is forward. And I am the person who, like, comes off as more of a quote-unquote whore as opposed to her, who I'd say is, like, a more quote-unquote, like, Madonna, right? So that's just interesting to me. And it makes me wonder. I'm like, huh. Like, is it that I do not want to play into the traditional trope of, like, being passive and having this crush and Uh waiting and waiting is that's what's, like, making it so that, like, I can't arrive at the relationship that I want to have. Yeah. That's, like, what it gets in my, when I get in my brain with, like, thinking about gender theory and, like, different classes and stuff. It's, like, how deeply have I been socialized to think that I'm, like, supposed to be passive or if I'm just, like, fucking scared and insecure. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? And it's, like, interesting when I see how different dynamics, too, in relationships. Like, it's not consistent and that's, like... Sometimes I think I make, like, on this show, make it sound like it is what's feminine, what's masculine. When I say that, I mean so loosely in the, like, stereotypical, categorical binary. Mm-hmm. Um, but when it comes to myself and when I actually, like, think it out and, like, think about my relationship styles and patterns, it's, like, where do we even fall and what's what's real yeah. and what's pressure? No, and... it's, like, it's totally confusing. It's kind of, like, like, who am I really and, like, who does society want me to be and how much of me is actually, like, in line with what society thinks. Like, yeah, like, for me, it's, like, I can't have it both ways. Like, I want to be somebody who's the initiator and, like, like, likes to, like, put sex on the table early, but then it's, like, but then how can I expect to also have a relationship, too, if, like, we're living in a society where, like, the social cues are that if you do those things, you are not um, somebody who wants a relationship. Like, right. So it's about, like, kind of, like, a social, It's maybe it's, like, a social cue thing. Yeah. It's, like, a perception thing. Yeah. It's interesting. Weird. Mm-hmm. Um, I was going to see if you had any other questions in ge- or, like, any other topics you wanted to cover before I end with my, like, classic final question. Um, no, I feel like, I don't know, I feel like we've covered it, like, I don't know. We've like, talked about a billion things yeah, dating we've talked so about quickly. Dating. My question usually, like, for how I wrap it up is, like, asking them, my guests, like, based on the topic, like, what they see coming next in the future, and so I'm just curious if you have, like, a few, what do you think the future is for dating, dating mm. apps, let's say for women, like, what do you think is coming next, Bumble's out, we're done, 
Yeah, I mean, gosh, I mean, I'd like to invent a dating app like that. Like I would that's something I'd love to do. Like I this is something that I care about. Like I care about people finding love and like finding finding relationships that suit them and like what they want. Like if you're looking for casual sex, like I want you to be able to find that. Like if you're looking for a relationship, I want you to be able to find that. If you're looking for something in between, you're looking for polyamory, great. Like I want that for you because like I believe in love and like I love love and like I want this to happen for people and like whatever the way they see fit fit. And so like I don't know, like it'd be dope to like have a dating platform that like is actually feminist and like not in like a girl boss kind of way, but like exactly. a, like a real like inclusive feminism and like I don't know, like a BIPOC inclusive dating app too and like something that's like also like transcends gender binaries, right? Like something that's like really just like positive for everybody would be super cool and like I think also just like having a dating app that is like grounded in like progressive philosophy like socially progressive philosophy would be really interesting because i think it, it attracts a certain kind of people who yes. don't have these societal assumptions about people yeah. right so how can you attract that conglomerate of like people who like believe in love and believe in like social freedoms etc cetera, etc cetera, and like they all gravitate to like this one platform as opposed to like having you know like people on dating apps who just, like, don't share the same values as me, because yeah. dating's about values. Like, that's what I think it is. Yeah, I guess it is just hard to curate something like that that doesn't seem... Like, doesn't seem fake. Fake. Doesn't seem half-assed right. and tacky. Like, how do you do it without becoming Bumble? Yeah. And I admire Bumble for trying something that... It's, like, the whole... Uh, I mean, there's a lot of, like... I wrote an article about, like, the idea of, like, putting women owned in front of a restaurant. How that's, like, people don't like that now because it's, like, uplifting when they didn't ask for it. You don't need to use these, like, descriptive adjectives mm -hmm. that spotlight a gender over another. Mm -hmm. And that's kind of what Bumble... I'm, I'm talking about... I keep talking about fucking Bumble because I just, like, have never thought about this. Um, and it's really interesting to think about the concept of kind of, like, fucking with the binary and then not not working. And I don't know. It's, yeah. I don't know. It's interesting. I'm really curious to see where it goes. Yeah. Um, I think Hinge is cool. Um, Tinder we talked about. Yeah. I think, like, Hinge is cool because it kind of, like, allows you to vibe check more than you would be able to on other apps. Like, okay, Tinder is just, like, images, right? So, yeah. like, obviously there's, like, inherently probably more objectification there than there is on Bubble or Hinge. Sure. Um, Bumble we've really talked about extensively. But I think, like, Hinge, you know, you have, like, lots of different prompt options. And you have lots of different photo options. And mm. you can connect your Instagram directly to it. And mm -hmm. so, like based on which prompt options people pick and based on how they respond to those prompts, like, I think you're getting a pretty good gauge of, like, what their vibe is in general. And so, like, you can suss that out to an extent. And then I think, like, I mean, my dating advice is, like, you know, you really, it's, dating apps are what you put into them and like if you want something like you need to be explicit about what you want in that dating app and you shouldn't be afraid of doing that because the reality is like you don't want to waste your time on somebody who like whose values don't align with yours like yeah. if you want casual sex like I am all for it but you should probably communicate that on the dating app like uh, that's something that I think is like really important is like being forward about you what you want like maybe mm -hmm. that's in the conversation you have with the person before you meet up etc and I'd also say too I think like I would have saved a lot of wasted time if I just, like, FaceTimed the people that I, like, went on date with, dates with before going. Oh, my God. That, like, actually sends shivers down my spine. Thinking of FaceTiming, like, a date before. Yeah. But it's, like, I'd rather do that at this point because I don't want to meet somebody who doesn't look like their photos or, like, has a weird voice. Like, you don't consider, really, like, how important, like... All that stuff is, All yeah. the physicality of, like, a person is. Um, yeah. I think that's, like, an also a big argument with talking about dating apps and when... 
you know, I don't want to beat a dead horse with talking about objectification with Tinder and dating apps because, like, been there, done that, we kind of know. And that's something that we can't just, like, put into the mailbox because everyone does it. I've sat on my couch with all of my roommates and scrolled through dating apps and objectified men. Yep. Because everyone yep. does that, regardless of your gender or sexuality. Um, I just forgot what the fuck I was going to say. Um, but... Wait, what, what are we talking about? We're talking about Tinder. We're talking about we're not beating a dead horse. But... <laughs> but what was I saying? Oh, okay, yes, yes, yes. Um, but, like, and that's also when you really get down to the gritty of being like, eh, but whatever, we're all objectifying, you don't really think about the physicalities, like how you were saying when it comes to voice or, like, values or things like that, and that gets kind of scratched out, and then it makes this whole awkward territory for right. the day because it's like, what does one actually want? And then... I don't know. Yeah. It's crazy. It's it's totally crazy. There's like, a lot of factors God. to a, a human more than their face. Yeah. But. Yeah. And you know what it, you know what sucks, too, is, like, I don't know, like, after, like, being through the ringer on the dating ads, like, what I have to say is, like, yeah, like, sexy guy, like, been there, done that. Like, it's not enough. Like, it's, like, it gets to a point, I think, where it's, like, I don't know. I guess, like, being, like, a, like, a 17 or 18-year-old, like, 17-year-old in the beginning of college, like, bodies are so important to me. And now it's, like, bodies are so much less important to me than they used to be, right? Absolutely. So, like, I think, like, objectification gets old. Like, we all do it. Mm-hmm. But then I'm now I'm at a point where it's, like, okay, I see a hot guy, great, I don't give a shit. Because, mm-hmm. like, they could be an asshole, I don't know them. Like, now it's about mm-hmm. knowing a person. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and that might also be, like, a thing with how these, how these dating apps might go out of style. Mm-hmm. Or not. Or not. Or maybe, like, there's, like, a FaceTime. I don't know. Like, speed dating would be cool. Like, let's bring speed dating back, Ugh, right? Like, you're just... a speed dating radio show. I would fucking love that. That would be really sick. Oh, my God. Um, there was one final request from my mom that I don't really have enough knowledge on, and if you do, um, about hormones and dating and, like, the scientific... Um, aspects of what makes you attached and attracted to someone. If yeah. you have any knowledge You know that. what? So I actually was in, like, the sex bio cluster Aww. my freshman year. So I do know, like, a little bit about this. And I think that, like, yes, like, it is true that, like, women have this, like, mama bear hormone um, that is, like, and it, it, the thing about, like, talking about, like, this kind of, like, science, right, like, in regards, like, in, in regards to, like, biology and, like, females and males is that it's, like, on average. So you can say that on average women are more likely to, like, be attached post-sex because of, like, something that is, like, released, a chemical that's released in their brains. But that does not apply to the individual. It does mm-hmm. not mean that every individual woman is, like, more attached than men are after having sex. That's mm-hmm. absolutely not true. What it means is that on average, like, this is, like, probably, like, like 0.5% like more true yes you know Mm -hmm. what I mean so it's like it's one of those things where it's like okay like yes like there are some things that are just like biologically true about females and there are some things that are biologically true about males but the thing is is that like society comes into play and that like these are like only like average statistics that like don't really like mirror what it's like to be an individual in the population so like that's what I'll say about the hormone piece yeah that's like that's like what I talked about um Uh, my last episode, I was talking with my professor about, like, communication styles, and there's, Mm -hmm. like, a big biological element you can tie in, talking Mm -hmm. about how testosterone, blah, 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 does this, and how females born inherently do this, but at the end of the day, it's, like, quite subjective, and it's interesting to look at, like, biological structures within the binary, but anyway. Yeah. I'm gonna keep talking. That was interesting, what you just said. Um, talked about a hundred things. I've been a little scatterbrain episode, but still pretty fun. Um... This is a big, this is a plug for crushing. You guys should please, please tune in. 
Thursdays. Yeah, please tune in. Thursdays at 7 p.m. I'd really appreciate it. <laughs> Thursdays at 7. Um, I think that pretty much wraps up this episode. I hope you guys thought it was interesting. Um, fuck Bumble or not. I don't know yet. I can't decide. Um, and we'll close it out with one last song. We went totally overtime, but we were late, so whatever. Um, I'm going to play Need Your Love by Tennis. I love tennis a lot. It's a nice little chill song. Um, the lead singer has a really beautiful voice and she makes me happy. So we're going to listen to this. It's lovey. It's cute. It's, you know, the vibe we're, we're going with tonight. Um, but thanks everyone for listening. This has been episode four of Canoodling season two. Um, again, I'm DJ Mojo Jojo and I will see you next week. Good night, everybody.